0: future we're talking real money
1: well welcome to the labor day weekend It is officially the labor day weekend labor day the day on which we're not supposed to labor but a bunch of people do anyway
2: we're here live and we're doing it for you because we want you to help we We want to help you want you
1: to help us please (laughs) today exactly today we're asking we're gonna we're, we're gonna turn the tables and, and Tom Tom needs your help. He <laughs> I knew this
2: was going to happen he today. He
1: desperately needs your help.
2: He's uh, been way
1: too excited leading up to today's program. And, and, you know, I don't know that it's for good reason, but we'll find out.
2: It's not. And I was trying to get myself jacked up after literally watching one of the worst soccer games. And I've seen a lot of bad dude, ones over the years. This dude, was like a dude, real snoozer. One, so. one,
1: it's it's soccer, which kind of <laughs> goes as anyway. Two, it was, it was Iceland.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. what it played at I, that pace too? By the way, ice one yeah. one tenth of the
1: Icelandic population is on the soccer team.
2: I know, but there was one guy who made such a bad mistake. I said, "You're going He's going to be back fishing by about Monday." Yeah. So they're going to go. Hey, how'd the weekend go? Ah, not too well.
1: I hey, to they go back put to my me back job. on volcano cleaning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I got a straw anyway. about the caldera.
2: So um, we are here live and in person, ready to help <laughs> you with your money and finances and all that stuff. Because yeah,
1: frankly, or, or so we the say. reality
2: is. We don't have anything better to do with our time. So there's that. Well, there's COVID. There's that. <laughs>
1: oh, we're going to solve that this weekend? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not even going to go there because it's, I'm not going to go for the vaccine
2: test or anything. It's so it's become sorry. way
1: too political. So I'm not even going to talk. Oh, about. Oh, God,
2: it. I think that's a good idea. Leave that yeah, one. I think find my mask. Other people. The
1: best thing I could do right now. Hey, hi, everyone. I'm Don. That's Tom. He didn't introduce us. I will. We're we're the hosts of Talking Real Money, the every-week show that helps everybody everywhere, particularly those in the Seattle area, make better financial decisions, avoid being ripped off, plan for the future as opposed to emotionally reacting. We're going to talk some about all these things. And uh, do the stuff that science, science has found to be effective. That's what we're all about. And we do appreciate it. You help us out a lot when you call. You do. It means a lot to us. So here's the phone number. Chokes me up a little bit to share this with you. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Give us a
2: call. And good news is the calls always move to the front because... The stuff we got, we can sit around and talk about for days, years. Yeah, and we do millennials, but millenniums. Yeah, we will. Millennials, so call millennials and millenniums. <laughs> I told you this is going to be a slow
1: start. <laughs> we talk about millennials for millennium,
2: exactly.
1: So or billions uh, of years. Did you know? I so just re- I just read a ahead. thing. Very yeah. cool. It has nothing to do with money, but a bunch yeah. of scientists like have been slaving for twenty years. These astronomers. And they created a three-dimensional map of the visible universe. I think that's so cool. Where do you so find cool. this stuff? I don't Where know. I just It's this? factoids, I find. And it's so cool because, you know, there are, like, billions of galaxies? Not just billions of I have nothing but the
2: highest respect for people that can work on a single project for 20, 20 years. 20 years. I know. Isn't that incredible? I don't do well after about 20 minutes. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I just I have nothing need, but like, the greatest I, respect for them.
1: I need new stimulation. Yeah. I need another I gig. I agree.
2: Give me something new it's to good. do. Good for them. I think so that's I'm remarkable. On the radio. Uh, so can you, you put that up on the website so we can see that?
1: Not a chance. It's three-dimensional. Okay. It's uh you your computer can't handle it. It's too big a file. <laughs> okay.
2: I, I can't handle the truth. Okay.
1: 855-935-Talk. Give us a call. And uh, did you notice something happened this week?
2: Like something about stock prices took a big dot. You know, here's the way I always know that's interesting. Because we read the industry stuff, we look at the industry websites, but when it gets to the front of CNN or another one of those news sources and it's on the front, then I know that people are going to ask me because they were screaming out the headlines on Thursday, stock market tanks, technology creamed, et cetera. And by the way, technology did go down by about 5% of the NASDAQ on Thursday. That's a pretty dramatic turn. And then yesterday, it went straight down. And then if you notice, the last hour, Mm -hmm. straight back up so we it ended up down yesterday but nowhere near where it had been earlier in the session so yeah that was a little bit uh worrisome i think to many people
1: well i gotta tell you i hate to say i told you so but i told you so that the nasdaq was getting into this heady territory this you know but i don't predict things you know did you
2: just whistle I did. I was trying to make the heady sound like,
0: oh, you were trying to do
2: sound effects. I know. Well, I can do some bad ones if you want. No, no. Good. We're good. We're good.
1: Uh, But no, it's it's here's mm, folks. We love you to pieces. We do. Or we wouldn't be doing this every Saturday forever. But you're kind of confused about this whole investing game. You think investing is like picking the hot stocks. And it's not. It, it isn't. got to understand, this is what happens. We get these big declines, but it's not the market. That's one of the things we're going to talk about. You, though, preempt all of that. Sit to the front of the line, as Tom said, by calling 855-935-8255
0: tom and don are talking real money
1: at vestry we want to help everyone reach the best financial future that's why we offer free meetings with our advisors with no obligation and no sales pitch set up yours today at vestry.com or call 800-386-3004
0: for your real life and real future tom and don are talking real money
1: happy labor day and happy covid spike next week Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. You know it's going to happen. Said
2: you weren't going to do it. It happened okay. over
1: Memorial Day because we want so badly to be normal. We do. It's so funny. I was looking at the. I was in the paper to looking at the map of COVID where the worst COVID cases are, and you know one of the biggest hotspots in the country is right around Rapid City, South Dakota. Ooh, Curiously enough, that. wonder wonder about that Sturgis thing. Let's uh, not bring that up. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom, 855-935-TALK is our number. We talk about money, mostly. And uh, I love these headlines in the popular press, like Barron's, which is owned by the Wall Street Journal. Indeed. The stock market's August gains become September pain. Didn't we just have, like, two days of down prices? And that's September pain?
2: That's yeah. Apparently, it's going to continue into next Tuesday and beyond.
1: That sounds predictive to me. And you know, we need to really—we talked about this before the break. We need to make this really clear. What went down was the Nasdaq, which is mainly tech stocks. You know, they used a lot of tech, a lot lot of big tech. tech. Yep. What went Mm. down was the S and P five hundred. What went down was the Dow.
2: But not everything well, I think goes down. Thing. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to consider. It's also important to look at perspective. For the last six months, the market has been up quite a bit. Um, number three, kind of around that aspect on is you, we talk about this all the time. You need to own a lot of different types of stocks, different countries, different industries, because not everything goes down and up, up and down all around together. I mean, and so it's
1: like a little song you just wrote.
2: (laughs) How about that? Yeah, Uh, I thought it was going to be a bad show. So, I mean, because we know companies that were once the huge, the great disappear. uh, And the ones you really believe were going to be terrific don't work out. Things are cyclical. That's why you kind of own all of them. And and Jason Zweig piece today in the journal does a nice job of talking about how Apple is now the largest Mm. firm in Mm -hmm. terms of. Valuation, But if you go back 100 years, there are a lot of other companies that were the AT&T, General Electric, not doing too well today. General Motors, not doing too well today. Well, what about all companies? those that don't
1: exist today? I mean, right. You know, American ice. That was big back in the
2: 30s. Doesn't Indeed. Exist I mean, there have been 25,000 companies that have gone public basically in the last 100 years in the united states and there's what today like five thousand six thousand so yeah a lot of them have gone away and so things are cyclical don't believe don't don't get caught up in you know the recent activity this is going to mean what the future is going to look like that's bad and don't concentrate your portfolio because we do know concentrated portfolios can lead to huge losses all you got to do is see 2000 2008 places like that where you just got Hammered,
1: And just to put your mind at ease, when when you hear Tom say 25,000 companies were formed in the last 100 years, and there are about 5,000 in the U.S. that exist to this day, bear in mind that even even with those 20,000 companies that went away, the market, the entire U.S. stock market returned on average right about 10% or so a year over 100
2: years. Exactly. So just spreading it out, keeping your costs low, not paying attention to what's going on day to day has been a pretty doggone good strategy for a long time. And my guess is it'll still be a good strategy for a long time into the future.
1: 855-935-TALK. Give us a call like Gail did. Hi, Gail. Welcome to the show.
0: Hi. Thank you. I was listening to your show last week and you gave a little history about... Dow Jones and yes, ma'am. why we shouldn't pay attention to the Dow Jones numbers right now? Could you yes, give ma'am. a little more history on who is how would that come about and then in relation to the New York Stock Exchange? Could you give us a little history well, or yeah, it. Let me just
1: tell you about the Dow. Um, uh, back in the 1800s Charles Dow wanted to have some sort of a number that he could use that could be used to give people an idea of the changing value of the stock market, of the New York Stock Exchange. They didn't have computers capable of regularly calculating the entire market capitalization of the market and then figuring out some way to index that and come up with a value. So he literally came up with the simplest thing he could figure out that you could do on a day-to-day basis, on a minute-to-minute basis even, and that was to take the value of all the stocks, and at that time I think it was 12? I can't
2: remember. It was I, a small number. It was a I small do number. That. I think
1: it was 12, maybe 15. And he added up all those companies and then divided them by the number of companies, and that gave you the average price of all those companies. It's a terrible Terrible indicator.
2: It's an important thing to consider, yes, because if you look, for example, at the Standard & Poor's 500, they arrive at the index price by looking at the value of each company, the number of shares outstanding times the share price. Then they put that index into the index and divide. What Don's correctly pointing out is with the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which in and of itself is a, would be a crummy index because it's only 30 stocks, Mm-hmm. So that makes it lousy right there. It's only 30 U.S. stocks. And then it's this horrible formula of taking whatever, whatever price, adding that in. I mean, that's just it's it's has it's completely irrelevant. It truly is.
1: Well, plus it and it's even more irrelevant in that it doesn't wreck. It doesn't it, 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 it's not the industry. It's not the market. It doesn't reflect the value of the total stock market. And by the way, it was 12 stocks. It was 12 12 stocks. Oh, there's a much better alternative. It's called the ACWI,
2: which is the All Country World Index. Which you could you could type that in at uh, well it's wherever hard. right ACWI is very because protective. they used to have the global Dow that you could look at too, but I don't know if that's that available wasn't anymore. everything.
1: That wasn't everything, but there isn't wasn't uh, there is an ETF that is the ACWI, and that'll give you a, a, some idea of where or the global you could market you goes. could
2: just go look at the changing price of the VT WAX the to Vanguard, get a feel Total for kind World. of what's going yeah what's going on globally. And they don't report that. It's again these are things that just get caught up with the momentum the dow jones industrial average has been there a long time people have listened to that average for many many years and so and it's kind of lazy the media just says ah we'll go with the dow jones because we know it and people will buy into it but does that answer your question yes um so it's all
0: american stocks the 30 on the Dow
1: Jones. yes and it's kind of large kind of arbitrarily selected too by committee
2: if you, that may, that's why it was in the news because recently I think they threw three out and put three new ones in. If yeah, I remember right, they Not. threw Exxon out. Yeah, of yeah, all companies, like, which was the just, biggest company for many, many years. Oh, up until States. up Crazy. until
1: Apple usurped it, it was the biggest. Yeah. And I just I don't like it. I wish people would stop quoting it. I'd rather them use the S and P five hundred. This has
2: nothing to do with your relationship with Charlie Dow, correct? I just no,
1: we're it. we're still good okay. friends.
0: Tom and Eight five five. If you're sick
1: of your self interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary low fee investment advisor, call my firm Vestry at 800 386 3004 or visit us at Vestry.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Welcome back. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And um, it, it, the Dow was started in 1896. Originally 12 companies. And this is kind of fun because let's go through the 12 companies. There's one. There's only one that still goes by its original name in 1896. Name I don't even know if I know.
2: I I guess I ninety six uh, I'd have to go with General Electric. But you I don't think nailed be right. it. That is absolutely oh, okay. correct. So it say, is The only else,
1: one, so. oh, yeah. uh, that that's
2: you know still as it was. By the way, that is now the hundred and eighteenth largest company in the United States. General Electric. Now, American Cotton Oil
1: was part of that.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I used to trade that.
1: Well, they became. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Best Foods, which is now owned by Unilever. Oh. American Sugar. Dinner. It's now core branding. Owned by Domino Foods. Domino Sugar.
2: It was a, that was a sweet trade, but it didn't last long, as so I remember. Kind of went up and then, <laughs>
1: American no, Tobacco sure. was split up and then it ended up being called American brands and now it's Fortune brands. Chicago Gas was people's gas and now it's part of Integris Energy.
2: Wait a minute, uh, there's a company called People's Gas? There was. I've got to think that through a People's little bit. Gas. Okay.
1: Distilling and cattle feeding. Now, who would have thought <laughs> distilling and cattle feeding went together? <laughs> that is, what a no, great no, no. brand there. But think about it. It makes perfect sense because when you distill, yeah. you cook grain, and then you're that's left right. with it. The, and, then, and then you feed the, right. the dry stuff mm-hmm. to the animals. So that's now exactly right. it yep. is... Um, it wow it became a lot of things it was national distillers then it was <laughs> uh, it
2: i know a few of the things it became but then it, then it became part of america after they fed brands. it to the cattle sorry
1: there's laclède gas which i guess is still around somewhere but i'd never heard of them national lead <laughs> there's another business
2: i heard they were sinking
1: very fast yeah yeah they moved into paints dutch boy paints okay that's them
2: yeah makes sense yeah north
1: mm-hmm. american it became Wisconsin Energy.
2: You know, I think the takeaway here is... I got three more. That... Okay, please finish. I don't want to interrupt your... I got three more. Diet Tribe. 12 about coal 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 oil... Tennessee
1: How about Tennessee Coal, Iron, and Railroad? Coal, Iron, and Railroad? Okay. It was Pretty acquired by U.S. Steel. It was acquired by U.S. Steel. Decent company there, too. U.S. Yeah. Leather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not they they're gone. <laughs> they just they no trace out. of US leather anywhere. No. United States rubber. BF Goodrich and then it was bought by Michelin. So you see how things change.
2: Yeah, no, I mean I think again, because uh, you suggested I watch this documentary which I did last night which I really enjoyed. <laughs> the one on the theme park. Uh uh-huh. there's a theme park in New Jersey where it 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 it's a horrible story because people end up dying. You don't go to the theme park expecting to die. But somebody at the end of it says it was, a, it was a time and a place, and it made sense in that time and place, but it doesn't today. I think that's true of a lot of businesses, right? Things come along. They work for a while. They get snapped up by somebody, and even those companies sometimes just decide, ah, I don't want to keep that anymore. It's not working, or they shut it down. And, again, that's why you own a lot of companies you own a lot of countries you spread it around because you don't know where that next apple microsoft amazon etc could be coming from and i wouldn't bet on technology right now either by the way but but tom i'm sure I wouldn't.
1: that amazon rules the world right now they're the biggest retailer yes, Am- in the world
2: right they're not the biggest retailer in the world and number 2 they they make up like 1.2% of global uh, uh, uh retailing it they they don't Just the fact that, you know, they can have it here in the next 10 minutes if I order a book, that doesn't mean anything in many ways.
1: Well, yeah, and it's like Tennessee Coal Iron and Railroad. I mean, come on, it's a tiny part of... (laughs) Maybe they're bringing the book, I don't know. It's a tiny part of U.S. Steel, which is a tiny shell of its former self.
2: Again, what it shows to me is you really do need diversification.
1: Because with diversification, you'll own what is hot. You'll own what is not, but you will be participating in the one thing that we can relatively confidently state has a good chance of growing in the future, and that is the global economy. Can't guarantee it, but I'm telling you, if the global economy fails, you're not going to care what you're invested in anyway. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Let's talk about your money, your questions. Any of them go as long as they're about your dough.
0: Tom and Don are
1: talking real money. Did you know I wrote a book? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I wrote a book about investing. Financial physics, with an F, how money and investing really work. It's a short read. It's a really easy read because, well, as you know, investing is way too easy to be this complicated. And it's been on sale for a long time at Amazon. I updated it in 2018 to a new version. But if you don't want to buy it, you can go buy it at Amazon. It's 10 bucks. But if you don't want to buy it, if you want it free, well, you can get it free two ways. One, you can get a PDF copy by going to TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. TalkingRealMoney.com slash free. If you don't put in the slash free, you can't find it. The other way is if you have an iDevice like an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac, you can go get an interactive version of the book, a special edition that I made that's actually interactive, that's got videos and motion and things going on. And that's also free. Just look for Financial Physics, F-Y-S-I-C-S, in the apple bookstore or apple books or whatever they call it now or go to talkingrealmoney.com slash free talkingrealmoney.com slash free and i guarantee you'll enjoy the pdf or the ibook or your money back check it out talkingrealmoney.com slash free
0: reality radio for a really great future we're talking real money
1: Welcome to the show. I'm Don. That's Tom. This is Talking Real Money. We talk about, oh, I don't know, money. Uh, we try to do it a little less stuffily than some of the other shows. I was listening to some of the other podcasts out there, and some of these yeah. guys are just pretentious. Well, the stock market.
2: Well, whoa, whoa, you mean somebody in the financial industry is pretentious, pretentious and yeah, they, acts like they know a lot about things know. that they may or may not know about? I was or? so shocked. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. They've also written a lot of books. They're on oh, <laughs> lots of other nonsense brilliant. you can follow if you... Yeah, please, as a matter of fact,
1: oh, I'll get to that later. We got people on the phone. I had yeah. we. I could talk about that anytime. Let's go talk with Brenda on Talking Real Money. Hi, Brenda.
0: Hi, good morning or afternoon. Um, afternoon. So my question is, or just maybe some comments from you guys. Um, I work for a, a big company called Salesforce that was just put into the dow 30 i believe yes um, ma'am you you were one of the you were one of the companies
2: (laughs) yeah and i just i just want i don't know a lot like is that um significant is it how is that tied to like the s&p 500 or not or like why do people well it's been significant for their stock price Yeah, I mean, is it is it? Yeah, absolutely. Because it signals that, that you're one of the major players, I'd say, in technology. Salesforce is an outstanding company. We actually have an employee who has a spouse that works for Salesforce. Not that we didn't know about it before. But yes, mm-hmm. I think it's significant in terms of that. It wouldn't be a reason, by the way, to go buy the stock if I worked there. I would not. Um, I've, I've never been a fan of. Ways, creative ways companies try to get you to buy the stock. There's a lot of them. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they put them in your 401K. They do other stuff outside of that. They really try to encourage their employees to do that. I do not. but For the following reason, by the way. You already work for that company. You're banking on them to pay the day-to-day bills. When you buy their stock, then you're banking on mm-hmm. them to provide you for your retirement. I do not like putting all my eggs in that kind of basket. Um, so Yes, I that's don't your do ESGP, yes, but... I do have, good. you know, RSUs, so I, yep, I hang of on to those. And again, um, I would have a so strategy those for those to, yep, I would have a strategy to clean that up over time as well once those are vested.
1: And it's been good for you just going into the Dow, as you can see from the fact that it jumped 50 plus percent in yeah. oh, just, just a few days. Yeah. But that is all this little psychology game. Uh, that's really all it means. it didn't mean Salesforce suddenly became more valuable. Remember back in March at the the, the worst of the decline Salesforce's stock was 125 bucks and what is it trading mm-hmm. at now 254 two Wow. So it's it's more than doubled in less than a year. And that tells you that there's a lot of psychology at play here. Not a lot. As a matter of fact, if I had any stock and I could get out of it, I would probably just start taking some profits at least take my initial investment off the table or something because things do get a little heady and frothy um, in when they when they get into the S&P or they get into the Dow or one of these uh, indexes but otherwise it really didn't mean much and Brenda thanks so much for the call we really appreciate congratulations. it congratulations 855935 talks our number and Cynthia's next welcome to talking real money Cynthia uh, hi um, i tuned in late can you tell me what what you see the
0: future of facebook is And what uh, the best index
1: fund to get is. I see the future of Facebook as my wife continuing to look at it every day.
2: (laughs) Your wife should be the majority (laughs) owner of Facebook.
1: (laughs) We took the Uh, time spent. You know, let let me tell you my personal opinion is that one of these days, just like everything else, like we've been talking about today, the Facebook technology will be usurped by something we can't even imagine. I got to tell you, in 1990, 1990, we couldn't imagine Google. Couldn't have possibly imagined imagine something like everyone
2: be doing everything on their phone.
1: Yeah, you couldn't have imagined those things. And, 30 years and later. And technology, the problem with being a technology company, particularly a technology software company, is that it is easy for new brilliant ideas, just like a college kid named Zuckerberg, To create something for college campuses that became all the rage around the world it's 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 almost as easy for some other kid to take him down uh several pegs so i would not own facebook not own it i would not own any individual stocks though what do you have do you think it'll go up uh, see, we don't predict that kind of stuff. It'll go up, it'll go down, it'll probably for a while go up more. Goes, it goes down, but someday it'll go down and you'll never be able to catch it because nobody can tell you when these things eventually fall apart. That's why the best index you can own is the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, the entire planet, so you own Facebook and everything else.
0: Tom and Don are talking real
1: money. At Vestry, we want to help everyone reach the best financial future. That's why we offer free meetings with our advisors with no obligation and no sales pitch. Set up yours today at Vestry.com or call 800-386-3004.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Once
1: again, our phone number is 855-935-TALK to talk about real money with us. I'm Don. That's Tom. And, uh, you know, Cynthia asked about Facebook. And I told her what I thought, and then she asked if it was going to go up. This is what makes this – it's impossible to know these things. Let's flash back to 1990s, the 1990s. 30 years ago. Um, there was this hot stock in the 90s. Everybody was buying it and making a fortune, by the way. I, I, I knew a guy who was a bellman at Disney who put – That's always a bad 10, sign. Isn't 10, it? what Joe 000... Kennedy
2: said about the shoe shine guys? Yeah. Put 10,000 in do. and it turned yeah.
1: into like a quarter of a million. Wow. Um, so it was the hot thing. And it was so hot at one point, the giant behemoth company, Time Warner, merged, didn't just buy them. As a matter of fact, it was not even a merger of equals. AOL ended up owning more of Time Warner than Time Warner did. AOL's position in Time Warner was worth $200 billion. When they and for
2: those of you who don't remember what AOL, that's America Online. That was how people got to the World Wide Web. Yeah. And that was 25, in, 30 years ago. That was ago. in 2000. That was, that was, and what can you remember about AOL today? The only thing I remember is the sound that it used to make when you You've got connected. mail. And oh, yeah, there's that. You've okay, got mail. Me. That and the sound that it made that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's that sound.
1: Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I didn't yes. even. I, I had totally. I forgot so much about AOL that I didn't realize that in 2015. Now remember, they were worth 200 billion in the Would early 2000s. Yep. By 2015, Time Warner sold off the AOL division to Verizon for four and a half billion dollars.
2: Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Give me the numbers again. 200 billion to four and a half. Uh huh. In like 20 years, in basically. Fifteen. Yeah, and let me see. Let me see a show of hands. How many of you are using AOL to get online today? How many of you Don't still see very many? How many of you still have an AOL email? My address. mother, God bless her, used used it to her last days, but that was ten years ago. So there's just not that many anyway. It's that, d- but that tells you everything you really need to know because right. that was the company. Yep, that was the merger. I can remember how, what a big deal that all was, and then today nobody cares.
1: Yep. Uh, In fact, even Time Warner dropped the name from the company shortly thereafter. It was like, ah, they're not doing anything for us anymore. Let's just drop the name. Hey, Jason, welcome to Talking Real Money.
0: Hi, Jason. Hi, Don and Tom. Thanks for taking the call. Our pleasure. pleasure. I have a a question about, uh, I've been listening to you all for several months. I appreciate the work you do. I was introduced to you all from the Paul Merriman podcast when you all went
2: to spoke Oh, to
1: that guy paul paul that i, spell that. I, I remember him paul, vaguely is he
2: still around yeah uh, you know <laughs> yeah, i love bit. paul do you know how old he's going to be next month by the way i'm just going to say it publicly oh you aren't i am yeah i am his is his born is next the month? same year as yeah jim morrison you could. i'll just say it that what? way you can and look jim morrison's dead. dead since 1970 oh okay. go ahead jason we yes paul remains a friend
0: <laughs> so okay great great right. Well, I know he's a big proponent and following him for a while, big proponent of adding some uh, small cap value index funds uh, as a, a small portion of a well-diversified portfolio to try to you know, capture that uh, greater return that it's gotten over the past 90 years. So we, we started doing that in our taxable account. We have a well-diversified account, uh, and, and um, we started doing that. But then I, I've learned more recently that uh, it's a more controversial strategy than I thought. And so uh, Paul was on a uh, podcast with uh, Rick Ferry, uh, the White Coat Investor, uh, mm-hmm. that interviewed mm-hmm. both of them. Rick Ferry is the president of the John Bogle Center for Financial Literacy. And uh, We know kind of, Rick like, too, yep. It. Okay, yep. so they kind of, they, a little bit kind of went at it on each other uh, over whether that's a good strategy or not and whether that's necessary. So and what so, was Rick saying? Um, Rick's point was actually very similar to you all. He was just like, you don't, you don't need that buy the total stock market, buy the, you know, Vanguard total stock market index, diversify internationally and leave it alone. Uh, And so you don't you don't need to worry about the growth versus value. You know, most. Well, actually, we're going to stop. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to cut in for a minute because I'm glad you said that.
1: And that tells me a lot because I have not listened. I read about the Rick Ferry. Yeah, I uh, did. see that. I haven't listened to it yet. I need to listen apparently now. Mm -hmm. uh, But here's the thing. Paul is historically correct and we agree with him. Okay. But we, we disagree in that we are not comfortable telling everybody on the radio to go out and buy a portfolio that is overweighted to small, overweighted to value, because it adds a layer of complexity that most smaller investors won't do well with. And generally don't need because the fractional differences in returns when you're dealing with smaller amounts of money don't make much difference.
2: But that said, when we manage money, we do use we do tilt the portfolios to small. We tilt them to value that has added return this year. It's been miserable, by the way. The S&P up over seven small is still down like 11 i thought you were going to say hey we did it for a while it didn't work there are periods of time it doesn't work and then that premium pays that what they call the small cap value premium can pay for a very short period of time you need to be exposed to it for the long haul again we're going to disagree with rick because i think history has if if, it depends what you're going to base it on i think historically you if you look at the numbers you would you would tilt the portfolios to smaller and more value oriented companies.
1: In fact, I recently read a piece by uh, 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 guy at, at, at Dimensional. I'm blanking on his name now. The the former CEO David Booth. David Booth, where David yeah. Booth said uh, there was a period yeah. for of 15 years almost when growth outperformed value for example and then what happened and then it took a month for value to outperform growth over that entire 15-year period so if you got out of value because you thought well growth is beating it and you were out and you didn't get in for that one month when value exceeded growth by so much that it turned the entire 15-year period around you made a big mistake
0: does that make sense jason what it does absolutely. I appreciate it, and thanks for answering the
1: question. My pleasure. Our pleasure.
2: Yeah, this is always. I mean, and by the way, at the end of the day, there is a little bit of a decision you all have to make as an investor, and that is who are you going to believe? I believe the academic work that does show that. Yeah. So that's. But you're right.
1: But you have to be patient. That's part of the problem. Is we are impatient as a species. Eight five five nine three five. Talk, Lori. It's your turn. Welcome to the show. Hello.
0: Question. What's the major difference between mutual funds and ETFs? And if there's any advantage over ETFs uh, versus mutual funds, um, like when you're doing the, the Vanguard BTWax or VBLTX,
2: those are the mutual wow, funds. Wow, you know your symbols. Woo, got your tickers <laughs> down there. Way to go, Lori. Yeah. Okay, Lori, let
1: me, uh, let me real quickly, because of the time factor, tell you what the big difference is. Um, ETFs are just younger. ETFs trade all the time, minute by minute, second by second on the market, and there can be spreads between the bid and the ask of ETFs that doesn't exist in a no-load mutual fund. However, that being said, oh, plus there's the other factor that we, we there was the flash crash several years ago where ETFs a lot of etfs ran into trouble their values plunged when they were supposed to stay stable because market makers walked away they backed away um that that being said index broadly diversified indexed etfs should not be any different and should not be we do not i can't get cheaper too
2: by the way they're cheaper
1: yeah they're cheaper to run but they should not be any different than an index mutual fund They should be the same. So if you were going to buy VT as an ETF, the Vanguard Total World ETF, or VT Wax, the mutual fund, it's going to be about the same. The VT is going to be fractionally less expensive, but uh, I wouldn't mind having either one. Thanks for the call.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: If you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary low-fee investment advisor, call my firm, Vestry, at 800-386-3004 or visit us at
0: Vestry.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: You know, thanks to the, uh, the virus, we discovered the wonder of online classes. And I got to tell you, they've turned out to be far more wonderful than we imagined. And we've done a bunch of them and we did one a few weeks ago or a month or so ago. Uh, the, uh, new science of retirement investing, which was so popular, but the recording was messed up. Plus it was popular. So, uh, you know, if you missed that or if you just want to see it again, we're doing it again on September 16th at 8 a.m. Pacific. 11 a.m. Eastern, and you can sign up for it. It's free. There's no obligation or anything. It's really easy. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click the register button, or go to the events button, and then click register. That's TalkingRealMoney.com.
0: This program is provided as a public service by
2: Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor.
0: Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.